0: It's a risk. It's a risk. It doesn't matter whether you're making soap or you're doing something else. It's always a risk. There is no guarantee.
1: Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third-generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hello, welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs, the show where you can learn about the places you do business with and the stories behind them, or maybe just get to know your neighbors a little better. As a reminder, keep listening after the interview for a business leadership moment. Hey, today I'm so excited about my guest and I'm thinking I might be laughing this entire interview. For any of you who have skin, this episode is for you. I'd like to welcome Sandy Nelson, the owner, product maker, marketer, and everything extraordinaire for Two Sisters Soap. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you. I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit. Tell us, the listeners, about Two Sisters Soap. What was your motivation about starting this business? And I'm assuming it's soap.
0: It is soap. I've kind of had a fetish I didn't realize I had. I would walk (laughs) and do natural stores and I'd I remember we were in Vegas, my sister and I, and she. We were getting groceries or something, and I walked over. I saw all this handmade soap, and I was like, "You guys go get what you need. I'll be right here." Yeah. And I was just intrigued with it. I don't even know why. Then um, I had I worked retail here in town, and my assistant passed away, and we took her. She was a Navajo. We took her son in, uh, my husband and I. Wow. We were empty nesters, changed everything, took her son in. That didn't quite work out a year later. So I was licking my wounds. and my s- It didn't
1: work out for him. That wasn't the right environment for him.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he went and stayed with family. Yeah. But we did what we could, and we, um, we feel good that we, we at least tried. Yeah, yeah. So um, my sister, who lives in Shelley, says, Sandy, do you want to take a soap class with me? I'm like, "Uh, of course, yeah. (laughs) She had no idea what she was getting into. So we go to this soap class and we start making soap and we're immediately addicted. Addicted. What are we going to do with all this soap? Why was that so fun? I think, I don't know, because I don't even like to cook or (laughs) bake. And this is all about recipes and making stuff. It's all about recipes and reactions and chemistry and this and that and what does what and it's just yeah i don't i i don't really know i can't explain this little fetish i have i cannot shut my
1: head off about it i (laughs) that must be the universe's way of telling you that this is what you need to do
0: yes here we are eight years later with um well beyond just soap
1: yeah so tell me about that
0: okay so we we got going and we had like our soap we were making would make five pounds Well, when we got six of them, we're like, we have 30 pounds of soap. Well, I want to try this fragrance and I want to try that. And let's try out in this and doing that. And pretty soon we were doing a craft show because we're like, let's just sell this stuff. Because we
1: have so much soap. (laughs) Yeah. And we really didn't
0: know much about it at the time. And then eventually it was, well, I think we should try body butter. I would like to try sugar scrub. I think we should try a lip balm. And that scared me. Lip balm scared me to death. I was just like, Okay, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're self-taught. I am the geek that has the soap books on my Kindle. Right. You know, mm. I'm that You're geek. the
1: only one that bought those books. It, yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Probably so. So I'm the one that's sitting in Mexico, um, crocheting these scrubbles that I sell to go over my soaps, listening to soap books on my Kindle. But you have to... You know, you have to be. You had to start
1: somewhere. You had to learn.
0: Right, right. So we did make, we did make uh, lip balm. Okay. We made our own recipe. We tweaked it. We now have 15 flavors and we also made an edible lip scrub in 15 flavors and 13 of those now are tinted and we sell more lip balm than you can even fathom. And what was it that helped you get that recipe
1: perfect? Just trial and error? Yep, Mm -hmm.
0: I am an addict to lip product.
1: (laughs) To your own or before that even? Before that, Mm -hmm. I was a
0: user of um, mentholatums. Uh, Yes, yes. What's it called? Mentholatum is what we call it, yeah. But it was, um, they had one. Anyway, my husband would buy me 12 for Christmas Uh and I had them everywhere. Well, now we went to church about a couple months ago and Alan was a little bored and he leans over he says how many lip balms are in your purse (laughs) of course they're all two sisters soap and there's like all different colors and flavors I had 18 oh my goodness I have two (laughs) by my bed I have one in my car I have one in the pickup I mean I have
1: them everywhere well that would explain the suppleness of your lips there you go yes it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) okay so you got into lip balm what else are you doing because you you have lotions and some other things I think yes
0: Yes. So uh, part of my problem is because we do live in Southeast Idaho, it's very dry Mm. and I just really dry out and making soap, you wash your hands a lot anyway. Um, So we decided, well, let's do sugar scrub. You've got to get the dead skin off so you can moisturize the live skin that you're trying to bring back and, you know, revive. And so we made the sugar scrub and that You know, we've been very, very fortunate. Most of our recipes are within one, two, or three times of just tweaking. Wow. It's not that we throw out a whole batch. And we've been very, very fortunate that way. Um, And I think maybe that might go back to the Kindle.
1: Yeah, because you were doing it right from the beginning. (laughs) Right, Mm -hmm. because we're studying what
0: should I put in this. Um, We did body butter, And I might say that our body butter and our lip balm both have beeswax in them. We go right down to Cox's Honey and get it straight from them. Wow. You know, you can order. That was another thing is um, finding vendors to get. You can't go to a store around here in town and buy soap supplies. Good ones. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so finding vendors has always been. And was that just trial and error too? That's trial and error. Yep. Mm -hmm. And fragrances. There is no scratch and sniff on the computer.
1: Mm. Yeah, and so was that mainly where you were sourcing things from, buying it through online Mm -hmm. resources? Yep, Mm -hmm. yep, online.
0: And then we went into, we have shower gel, and we went into our biggest seller is, we really like goat's milk. We really like the creaminess of goat's milk, the minerals in it, the vitamins in it that it adds to our products. So our uh, bar soaps and our hand soap, and also, our biggest seller is uh, body cream, mm-hmm. which you tried a little bit. Yes, which is lovely.
1: Yes. I tried almond, yes. and it's
0: quite almondy. Love it. Yes, it's very, very popular. We sell so gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons
1: of that. Yeah, because once people have it, they want more. Yes, it feels
0: good. It smells good. We like strong fragrances. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be, you know... Like I said, I went in that store in Vegas and there was all that natural stuff. Well, I'm a touchy-feely kind of, so I'll try someone else's and I'm like, oh, that's sticky. Oh, they have honey in it, you know, or whatever.
1: Um, so I'm, I'm quite picky. Well, you have a reason to because you know better. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. All right. So maybe you already kind of answered that. What makes your soap unique? What is it that would set you apart from another handmade soap? or other product, I guess. I think we
0: seriously are so conscious about quality. Quality ingredients. Um, not as much. we have a lot We're we're very quantity right now. We've grown into that, but quality and it's so satisfying when a customer loves your stuff you know, we go to Utah and we do, we do craft shows. We only do them there and we do hold one in my home. Um, but they come just for us. Mm, Wow. I, I came just for you. Where's my this and where's my that? And, and that's how we started online because you have to, you can't really sell soap online unless someone's tried it. Right. It's a, it's a, you know, your sense Very personal thing. You've got to smell it. You've got to touch it. You've got to feel it. you got to, you know, what do I want? What do I need? And so we've been in the business long enough that we've got enough followers that know our product and our fragrances. And they trust us because they, they too are addicts.
1: <laughs> so how did that build? Where did you start selling? You said initially you had all this soap. You went to craft fairs right but then did that just gain momentum locally you're not doing those now locally we're not okay so talk to me a little bit how did you gain that following so we grew so large that
0: we we've had to buy a trailer to move soap and we call it soap but it is really not all soap right i mean it's right. head to toe we have a full face product full face line The lip product, um, we just have so much. Uh Bath prompts, teas, I mean everything. So if it feels good, we have it. (laughs) Um if we don't have it yet, we probably will. But we we started, we got so large, it takes us now seven hours to set a booth up. And our booth is eight by sixteen. Um we have a working sink in it. So like I said, you can't sell soap without trying it. So we put it in the bathroom at the at the functions and people come and find us mm-hmm. because they love it. Mm-hmm. And then if they haven't been to the restroom, we will try it with them at the sink. So what happened was we had, we did a couple shows here. They're just two day shows. Well, it takes us seven hours to set up. And if it's a six hour show, wow. it's really not worth our time, Right. right. you know? It's just so big that um, we found a show that has gone on for 18 years in Utah and she does four four days.
1: Okay, four-day show.
0: Four-day show. We don't have to do any money. We don't have time or space to do money. So it's a walkthrough, pick up what you want, pay at the end. Oh, that's great. It's awesome. Uh-huh. So we just don't have to deal with that. We can concentrate on our customers, what their needs are, getting them to try product rather than stopping and taking money. Yeah, yeah. So um, what happened last year, what I was doing before was I was doing open houses because I want to start building my clientele back up here. 80% of the product is made here. 20% is made by my sister in Draper. So I wanted, I was thinking I've got to service the people here because it's here all but 20 days a week of the year. Mm -hmm. So we started doing what we call the gathering market. Instead of just me doing an open house, I said to my husband, I want to drape off the garage (laughs) with big tarps and I want to move all the furniture out of the house in the main area and I wanna bring vendors in. Wow. So, so your we,
1: house becomes the shop.
0: It does. Uh-huh. It does. And we don't have to move our soap because I have a retail room oh, where yeah. I just sell soap.
1: Yeah.
0: It's all set up, ready to go. I don't have to move it. It doesn't take me seven hours to set it up. Vendors come in. And so that's, that's how we are um, gaining more local interest into sister soap. And how often do you do the gathering market? Uh, We're doing it four times a year. Four times a year, Mm -hmm. okay. Two spring and two fall, winter. And when's your
1: next one? March? Is that right? March 21st. Okay. So we need to come see you and go shopping at your house. You should, yes. What kind of vendors come to that? You know, um, we are very, very selective
0: about the vendors. If there's one thing I've learned about going to shows is people come for certain things and they want quality. Yeah. So, we we have one vendor that is a boutique clothing type stuff. Everything else has to be handmade. Okay. It has to be handcrafted. Has to be a small business because I think the small business, the people that stay up all night making their product, working their fingers to the bones, um, kind of fall through the cracks. And mm-hmm. it's hard to start that small business. So, I had... An idea that I could network my social media with their social media. You bring your customers. I'll bring mine. You'll get new ones. I'll get new ones. And it's win-win. It kind of went crazy. Do you charge the vendors to come? We charge them just $50. I wasn't going to charge them at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. But then I thought, you know, they could just not show up. Yeah, right. So they then, have a little skin in the game. Exactly. So I thought, well, I need to advertise. So I will ask them for fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Ten of that will go for um, event insurance. Um, and twenty of it goes strictly to advertising. We have signs and we have cards that go out and different things. And they get $20 back after their booth is cleaned up. Wow. So really it costs them $30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. For two days. Um, and, they, and they they sell stuff. They do. They sell stuff and it's handmade and, you know, it's just, um, it's getting off the subject of Two Sisters soap, but it's part of what I saw as, as a problem around here. Yeah. There's a lot of um, direct marketing sales that, you know, will end up at shows or whatever and... I think what people forget is it takes
1: a lot of time to hand make Mm -hmm. a lot of time Mm -hmm. well it's nice that you're showcasing that exact thing because so many of us are willing to pay for quality like you said and especially when it's handmade, it feels special. Like, I know you put your blood, sweat, and tears literally into this product that I'm now purchasing. And, right. And that's, so, that's kind of a fun thing to give as a gift even because you're like, this is super special. You know, somebody handmade it. I didn't. Right. <laughs> but I'm right. going to give it to someone. So, yeah, I think that's a really neat thing that you're giving the opportunity for those vendors to showcase their stuff. Yeah. perfect we've met
0: a lot of really neat ladies
1: [SSSSSSR] I bet you have yeah yeah so back to back to how you how people know about you because I'm always interested in your marketing and how are you promoting two sisters Soap? it sounds like you have more of a following in the Utah market you're now building more in the east Idaho market is that correct that is correct um so how how have you tried to um get your name out there people so people know who you are in Idaho Falls area, we have really
0: leaned on social media. We run deals. They can actually um, come to the house by appointment, try the product, shop in person. They can shop online, pick up in per, you know per, in person. Um, we give discounts if they like us on social media. They get fifteen percent off. That's great. Uh huh. Um, and then the social media or the gathering market was really a good shot in the arm for Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. a lot of people found us last fall October was our first show and they a lot of people found us fell in love and I've seen them return already several times to get more yeah great so that's really what we've done because we just can't take it to a show and be guaranteed um, the advertising or the marketing that we are accustomed
1: to. Now, do you have any national customers? We do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And did they find you at the shows and then they've moved or how? They are they,
0: you? they have, some have found us at shows and moved. Others have been gifted our product. Yeah. yeah. We've got customers in Florida, uh, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., Georgia, Minnesota. Yeah, There's all over the Ohio, place. There's one in Ohio, Colorado, Washington. I mean, they're. Yeah, that's great. Most of them are, you know, in the West, but a lot of people do gift it, and they'll order it online, and we ship it to a different address, take the prices off for them, or try and yeah, and make it look boutiquey and special.
1: Okay, so knowing that, where is all of this product being created? You said 80% here in East Idaho, 20% in Utah, but is it literally in your kitchen? nope it's not in my kitchen. Okay, where is this? Here's what happened. So we have a saying at our
0: house, and it is, "Kids happen." Yes. And they don't go away. <laughs> and that should probably be said more often. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so we have finished our entire house with the exception of the theater room. uh huh, Because kids happen. And so I, was, I told my husband, we are not finishing that until all the kids are married. Because you never know what will <laughs> You never know. And so uh, my son served a mission in 2011. While he was gone... Um, is when I really got started in the soap. And by the time he came back, the soap had moved into the theater room. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect because it doesn't have carpet in it yet. It's not been finished. It's drywall. yeah. Um, So it's the concrete floor if I spill something or, you know, so we put
1: cabinetry in there, fridge. So it's not the theater room, it's the... It's the recipe room. It's we the call soap it the soap room. lab. Yes,
0: yes, the soap lab. The soap lab. Alan refused to buy me a Winnebago to do my cooking in. <laughs> <laughs> little reference to Breaking
1: Bad. There. Yes, that yes, that we've is? done a video on Breaking Bad. <laughs> Excellent, yes. <laughs> All right, so the theater room serves as your soap lab. And then wh- what's your sister doing in Utah? Same kind of thing. She has an area that she can she, do uh-huh. her stuff She in. has a room she uses
0: as well. She does more the therapeutic side. Mm-hmm. She does a little bit of our Mardi Gras face line, um, the cleanser the toner and the, the moisturizer. I have so many products myself that I do because I do make everything literally by myself. I am one person doing all this. And I love when customers say, oh, can you do this or would you do that? Or you should do this. I'm just like,
1: oh, yeah. my eyes just rolled back I, in my yeah. head. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any plans of ever mass producing this? Uh, has anybody ever said, approached you about?
0: People have, people have approached me. Um, my problem is I'm a little controlling about all this work I've put into it it's and your my baby. recipes, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm very, very picky about who even comes over they'll I'll come and help you one night, Sandy, and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay, <laughs> I got it <laughs> it's okay let me get my let me get my master batch made, and then you can come, yeah. but you know they got to get my master
1: batch made, <laughs> yeah, so do you like? Do you patent? Like I don't know what that what you do in in fragrance world, but I mean, are any of those proprietary that people can't take them?
0: My husband has told me and told me, Sandy, you need to patent this.
1: Uh-huh. You need, and I'm like, oh, that sounds just like a pain to me. Um, so at this point, they aren't. I haven't. Okay, well, I then I agree. Don't let people come and know your recipes. I think right, it's a good right. plan. Um, so tell me a little bit about your product. You have some unique names for some of your products. True? True. (laughs) So let's hear what you got. I am especially interested in your, um, I'm looking at some signs here that say have a nice poop. (laughs) (laughs) And there's some spray next to them.
0: Yes. Poop happens. Yes. Um, So we have a vendor that uh, my sister does the pre-toilet spray. Uh As she calls it. We call it poop spray. We really do. But the vendor in Utah does the signs. Got it. We did the spray and they combined their products uh-huh. for both of their booths. Uh-huh. So that's how we got the signs. It's pretty cute. Yes. And tell me some of those names. The names are, oh my gosh, OMG, uh, putting on the spritz throat punch if you don't spray. (laughs) (laughs) That one's a unique one. Yes. Yes. Uh, Taint Stinky No More. That one actually is very popular. Uh-huh. Well, it's a great name. Yes. And number two,
1: uh, <laughs> now you had to have a number two we had to have number two yes. and
0: this is a good one it's just the letter B the number four so it's B4 skidmark <laughs> yes yes and uh, save this marriage very nice I think Poop those are all very Poop spray will save a
1: marriage <laughs> I can see why yes <laughs> so I think that's great well you have a lot of pretty fun products here that's for sure I highly recommend coming shopping coming and see Sandy all right so I want to talk a little bit about do you have any of the rest of your family I understand you come from a fairly large family do you have any other family members besides your sister that are involved and this is not the original sister that was part of this is not not the original sister
0: no my my original sister Candy is the oldest she and I started the business Patricia started backpacking with us we used to call her the backpack Mm because she's like she was kind of starting her own, oh, I've been making bath bombs. You guys, do you mind if I bring some to the show? And we're like, no, bring them to the show. So then really we were almost three sisters. Yeah, right. Legally, the business was two sisters, Candy and I. In 2016, um, Candy, she started going to Mexico a lot because, you know what?
1: She could. Mm Yeah.
0: Yeah. Talk about jealous, but <laughs> she was going she to left Mexico. She you behind
1: with the poop spray.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can go whenever I want. Okay. Good. Whenever I can find time. Good. So she, I bought her out in 2016 myself. So I legally, my husband and I own Two Sisters Soap. Okay. Um, and we're an LLC. He's my silent partner and sometimes I silence him. And he's fine with that. He just does, <laughs> yes, m- yes, dear, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then my sister, Patricia, who's in Draper, still is, um, she's a very, very big and valuable part of my company. Uh, she is also called Two Sisters, Soap, kind of under the umbrella. Okay, um, We're insured together, all of that. But technically, on paper, I own the company. Got it. So she makes... Uh, she does a lot with doTERRA oils and she does the bath bombs the therapeutic we're coming up with actually five new fragrances in march that are just going to be therapeutic there's going to be the bath bombs there's going to be um like botanical teas and black sea salts and all that yummy yummy stuff uh so she does kind of the therapeutic side got it like i said because i i I can't tell you I have just myself 200 labels,
1: def- different labels. Yeah, it seems like quite a bit to handle, just on your own. Yes. So talk to me about what what have been your biggest challenges or obstacles in creating two- sister soap and keeping it going because this has been did you tell me eight years? Eight years. So yeah. we started in November 2011. Uh-huh. Some of the
0: biggest challenges are packaging. Is a big challenge. Where do, you know, people will ask us all the time, where do you get all your stuff? And I'm like, if you think there's a big mall or one big store, one big box store, there isn't. That has bottles and things. Right. That you one. have to decide. And we're quite proud and we get a lot of compliments on our packaging. We're quite proud of it. Uh, we like it real simple and plain. It's black and white. Um, our, our aromatherapy line will be in amber bottles because it's got essential oils and okay. things in it. So, but packaging has been a process. Finding the quality ingredients we want. Like just two weeks ago, I bought a gallon of jojoba oil.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: Okay. Well, it's awesome oil. It's $233 up to $233 a gallon. So, Milk and gas really are not that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, as compared to this stuff. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but just finding the quality we want, um, the quantity we need. I used to buy uh, 25 lip balm containers. Then I bought 50. Then I bought 100. Now I buy 1,000, you know, several times a year. Mm. So it's it's just... And that keeps your margin down because the more you can, or up, the more you can buy, the less you pay. Mm -hmm. But really, the most expensive part of this whole thing is the packaging.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and it's pretty critical because you can't just, yeah, (laughs) sell the stuff by here's a squirt. Yeah, and and, uh, we do have
0: several different types of packaging, but. So that's one of the, and then when we come up with a new product, we just came up with one and then we're coming up with 11 more fragrances, six in kitchen, five in aromatherapy on top of the 11 we have now. Exciting. Yeah. So did you you
1: ever hit anything that was like, why am I doing this business? I am, I'm overwhelmed perhaps. Like, did you ever get to that point where you were like, I, I'm not really sure what I'm doing here. Some days I kind of wonder that. I don't get a
0: lot of sleep. I'm very much a night owl. Uh, I will, my husband gets up and goes to work at 4, o'clock and I will pass him in the hall coming to bed or I'll be up when the sun comes up and then just say, honey, don't call me till at least noon, I'll be in bed. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when you get on a roll, you just keep going. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm gonna go and go. I have a lot, a lot to keep up with. We make our own labels. Uh, we do our own marketing on social media. So we've got Instagram. Actually, I do that. I do all the marketing. Um, it's very
1: entertaining for anybody. Please it, follow <laughs> Please follow Sandy on Two Sisters Soap Two because Sister she's Soap. got some great videos yes. and fantastic <laughs> things out there.
0: That's right. We, we do get a little crazy, but we have so much fun. When well, we're now together. I know
1: why because it's 3 a.m. when you're doing your marketing. It's
0: true. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes we're just a little rummy. I mean, by the time we get to a show, we are just like... How are we gonna sell face product? We look like crap, you know? (laughs) How are we gonna sell this stuff? I'm (laughs) so tired. Maybe that's
1: how you sell it. You look so different after you use it. Yeah, maybe so.
0: But it's, it's a little challenging to keep up with the labels, the packaging, the new ideas, the new recipes, keeping enough product on hand to make the recipes, Um, it's it's really fine-tuned it is.
1: So what do you see like how long can you do this because I imagine you're pretty fried like what's the future for Two sister Soap?
0: I'm not sure. My husband's gonna retire probably in about eight years. Do you think we're gonna be sitting here one day and we'll be saying I'm 16 years
1: old? Maybe. Maybe.
0: It's good therapy for me. It gives me something to do. We are empty nesters. I don't have a job. You have um, a job. Have. I do have a job. Yes, I don't have a. I don't have a salary-paying job. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but part of that was I quit my job because I don't want to ask when I don't want to ask for time off to go see my little people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, because you
1: have grandbabies, I
0: have five of the cutest grandkids yes. ever.
1: Yes, I. I can appreciate. I don't have grandbabies, but I'm hoping for that same day when I have some more flexibility to be able to yeah. do that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, do you foresee? Well, I don't know any of your children coming into the business. Are they interested in this type of thing that you're doing?
0: I think my daughter probably could be, uh, but right now she lives in Camas, mm-hmm. Utah, mm-hmm. and not. She's just not she's, here to learn all of this. Her stuff. oldest is five. Her youngest just turned one. Yeah. So it's yeah. not. It is. It's very time-consuming, and you know, as my sister Candy would tell you, I'm a night owl, and she's not, and that makes it a little bit hard. Yeah. When it's 4 a.m. and you're like, let's make one more batch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, this is sleep time, right? <laughs> so, um, we do use we use our little people for testers. Yeah. So it's safe. You're talking. You're right. saying
1: that non-allergenic and. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: huh. Yep, they're fair skinned. So we use our little people for testers. We use our, um, my daughter and my daughter-in-law for testers. Uh, Several of my sisters are testers. We need people that will just flat out tell us that packaging for that product is awful. Mm -hmm. You've gotta do something else. The product's good or no, and I don't like the, you know, they'll tell us. And they're pretty candid
1: with you. Yeah, of course.
0: Because who wants to spend all the time effort making
1: something nobody likes right right and then you have 30 pounds of soap that you don't know what to do with yeah
0: yes when I could have used that jojoba oil on something that actually would
1: fly off the shelves yes yes all right well when when you're thinking about um, self-employment what or entrepreneurship what kind of um, advice would you give to an individual considering self-employment
0: Um.
1: You better be ready to work.
0: You will work and work and work and don't think that dollar is going to be one that you'll be able to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that first dollar. All of our money has gone back into the business. We're completely debt free. That's great. Yes, we've never had a loan. We started with $400 on an eight foot table and we've never had a loan. Okay, I take that back. I had, to, I had to borrow a couple thousand from my husband but he's paid back now.
1: Okay. <laughs> so we are
0: debt-free, and I think that is a misconception that people get. They think, oh, they have their own business. I can't tell you how many people come to me and want donations. And I'm like, I'm the little guy. Like, yeah. I'm the one whose margin is smaller than the big guy. Yeah, um, And so you you have to be ready to work you have to love what you're doing Mm -hmm. do not even think about doing it if you don't love what you're doing because it will be day and night
1: yeah and you can quickly your love can quickly turn to something you hate if you are not passionate for it exactly and it might your idea it's
0: it's a little difficult because your idea of something that's gonna be great oh my gosh we're gonna do this and it's gonna be awesome and nobody else gets that idea you know, that, so when we launch something new, we launch it very carefully and methodically.
1: This is sure what I would want. Be, mm-hmm.
0: But we we now at this point know our customers well enough that we can pretty much gauge. But there are some flops, you know. You think, okay, well, that fragrance didn't do as well as I thought it would do. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a risk. It's a risk. It doesn't matter whether you're making soap or...
1: You're doing something else it's always a risk it, it there is no guarantee yeah i think that's really wise so many people i think look at us as business owners and well you got it made you've got this business and man the expenses sometimes are pretty close to the revenue and i don't think that's really understood uh, uh, I would much rather be able to collect a paycheck every two weeks than to worry about you know uh, exactly whether exactly. I'm gonna get one or not
0: and if mm-hmm. you've never done or even worked for a business you have no idea you, you really don't yeah have any idea
1: yeah I think all, we... the,
0: all the licensing and like insurance and rules and I mean like we fall under FDA rules Wow
1: we have to follow FDA rules Wow and so, so what does that, what level of complexity does that add to your business? Is it certain ways that you're that you're producing the product? you have to meet certain standards?
0: We, do, we have to meet certain standards, but more importantly, it's labeling. Um, labeling is such a big, you have to have the weight. You have to have what it. it's called. You have to have where it's made. You have to have all the ingredients. I see so many other soapers that don't do that. Hmm. It is a rule, though, and they're very precise,
1: and they can bust you. Yeah, yeah, it's not a place you want to... To play with no all right fascinating that's great to know um uh, tell me sandy anything else you want to tell us that you didn't have an opportunity to say we've just been chatting way anything else the listeners need to know about two sisters soap or being a business owner i think um going away from the
0: business other than it's it's very good therapy for me it wouldn't be for everyone else all-nighters are, are not for everyone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when my husband leaves town, it's all weeks. <laughs> it's like, okay, I am not getting dressed. I'm putting my dress on, my compression hose, and my tennis shoes. It is sexy, let me tell you. When it I cook, sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> my husband will come home and go, oh. I'm having a sandwich tonight, aren't I? Yes, honey, I've been cooking all day, and there's nothing to eat. And it's not food that I've been cooking. It, it's true. That mm-hmm. It's not good. Um, I do think... Part of what I love about Two Sisters Soap is we are very, very good, high quality product. We're proud of our product, Uh, we're proud of our, you might say, inventions, our recipes, our knowledge. Uh, We're proud of what it does for people most of all. Our people love it and that is rewarding. Mm -hmm. That's so rewarding when you're making someone smile and someone feel better. Because let's face it, this world is, it can be treacherous. And our slogan is treat yourself better. You deserve it. Take time out for you and go drop a bomb in the tub. (laughs) You know, go drop a bomb. It's 15 minutes. Put, a, put your sock on the door, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Mom is in timeout. Put yourself in timeout. And that applies to men, too. But um, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as I age, I'm thinking, wow, I should have taken care of myself like years ago.
1: Yeah, we all kind of figure that out a little too late, I suspect. It's,
0: it's true. It's true. But um, And, and we're, we're just grateful that we're able to provide that to people that are um, appreciative of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you come back and keep coming back. Well, I hope that for you, um, that that continues. I I can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us today. Um, I know it'll be helpful to many people to hear about your journey and how you've had to take on some of the challenges that you have. And I look forward to seeing all the smelly things you create and we get to benefit from. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, This podcast is brought to you as a service from Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. And we'll see you next time. It's now time for a Business Leadership Moment on East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's Business Leadership Moment. Today we're going to hear from Michael Hughes, CEO of Innovation Labs. He first presented this information at RiseCon, An East Idaho Business Conference held in November. If you would like to know more about RiseCon or their monthly executive event, RiseX, please see their website at IdahoRiseCon.com for more details, and Rise is spelled with a Z. Today, Michael teaches us how to behave as a leader um, using a principle that he calls the 10-degree rule and how we can handle crisis and set the example for our teams. So thank you, Michael,
2: and take it away. The next concept is uh, the 10-degree rule, right? This is about how we handle crisis, right? There's always going to be crisis in our world. There's nothing easier else, somebody else will be doing it. So there's there's problems going to come at us. How we behave as a leader, I believe, has a gigantic impact on how your team behave to that crisis, right, from everything from your body language to how you communicate it. I'll give an example. Um, I was running a factory one Christmas. and we had a very light Christmas load, lighter than we've ever had, so we're telling everybody you get to take loads of days off over Christmas, myself included, it was gonna be a great, the lightest Christmas we've ever had. It's Friday morning, Christmas is the following Wednesday, and I get a phone call from my boss in Cincinnati, she's surrounded by red tape, but she muffles through the red tape and says, we have a, we have a challenge on our hands, one of our factories is after really messing up on this product, this Old Spice Hair Care Gel we're about to launch, and they've no capacity to fix their own problem. We need your help. Right? And your heart just sings. You're like, are you serious? Right? And um, we needed everybody in our factory to work all the way through the holiday weekend and through besides Christmas Day, work every other day through the holiday to, to protect this launch on the first of January. Right? Now my initial instinct and reaction was to go on the negative five degrees, right? There's a very small window between doing the right thing and the wrong thing here as a leader. And I pulled my whole team together. I could have easily said, this is ridiculous. It's not our fault. We're the victims of this, right? But please sign up anyway, you know, these Cincinnati crazy people and whatever else, right? And throwing the company under the bus and, and whatnot, right? That's a very easy, natural thing to do. Instead, I stood in front of a team and said, we have a phenomenal opportunity here. We're trying to grow as a plant. right? Here's a crisis that everybody in the hair care world knows about, and we can step up and be the heroes here. right? We're trying to win more business, to do more manipulation type work, so we have a chance to go do that. We're going to do it and have fun. We're going to get music in here. We're going to get food in here. We're going to, we're going to rock the place. And we had the whole team signing up. right? We had all the way till New Year's Eve. We got it all shipped out before Christmas Eve. We made a video of the, of the event and put it up on the p YouTube site. I got thousands of hits and people found out about us and actually sent us more business, more projects. Here's a team that works out. People were inventing machinery during that three days to work out how to get the equipment to go faster and to, uh, to knock the thing out, right? So how you stand up at the start of that crisis, how you come across as a leader, your attitude, will have a gigantic impact on the rest of the organization.